0: CHAPTER 15 OF WHAT HAPPENED THEN STORIES This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jen Broda What Happened Then Stories by Ruth O. Dyer Cinderella, What Had Already Happened There was once a man and a woman who lived with their little child in a beautiful home one night the mother dreamed that an old woman came to her and said you think far too much of this child of yours and if you do not cease idolizing her so much she will be taken from you you will soon be given two other daughters i would advise you to give them the preference in everything and make this daughter serve them this worried the mother very much and when in the course of time little twin girls were born to her she believed more than ever in the woman's words so the oldest daughter was made to serve her two younger sisters whom often treated her unkindly whenever the mother's back was turned the poor child was glad to get out of sight and usually sat among the ashes and cinders of the hearth this is why her sisters gave her the name of cinderella or cinder maid one night the king's son gave a ball to which he invited all the fine ladies of the land of course cinderella's two sisters went and the cinder maid had to work very hard to get all their fine clothes ready for their laces must be cleaned and their jewelry made to shine as cinderella cleaned the pretty jewels she breathed long sighs for she would have liked very much to wear such jewels herself why are you sighing asked one of the sisters, Would you like to go to the ball? Indeed, I would, said Cinderella. Then the two girls laughed and teased her, saying, And how do you think the prince would feel to see a cinder maid at his ball? At last everything was ready, and the two sisters got into their coach and rode off. Cinderella watched them until they were out of sight, and then she sat down by the kitchen fire and began to weep all at once there was a bright light in the kitchen and her fairy godmother appeared my dear child why are you crying she asked oh i am so tired of living here in the cinders and serving my sisters always sobbed cinderella i want to go to the ball if you will be a good girl you shall go said the fairy godmother Run out into the garden and bring me the largest pumpkin you can find. Cinderella ran quickly to the garden and brought back a pumpkin which was so large that she could scarcely carry it. The fairy godmother removed all the inside of the pumpkin and then touched it with her wand. Instantly it became a splendid golden coach. Now look in the mouse trap in the pantry and you will find six mice. Bring the trap and the mice to me. Cinderella soon returned with a mouse trap containing six sleek mice. The fairy godmother opened the door, and as the mice ran out, she touched each with her wand, and it became a prancing grey horse. Now bring me the rat trap, said the fairy godmother. Cinderella wondered what the fairy godmother was going to do with large rats such as she found in the trap. But she did not wonder for long, for when she returned with the trap, which contained three large rats, the fairy godmother selected the largest and made him into a coachman. The others she let go. Now, said the fairy godmother, look in the garden behind the water-pot and you will find six lizards. Bring them to me. These were no sooner brought Then, by a touch of the wand, they were turned into six footmen who jumped up behind the coach as if they had done nothing else all their days. Then the fairy touched the ragged dress which Cinderella wore, and in the twinkling of an eye it was changed into a dress of gold and silver tissue. On her feet were stockings of the finest silk and a pair of beautiful glass slippers. "'Now,' said the fairy godmother, you can go to the ball but remember you must not stay a moment after midnight if you do your coach will instantly change into a pumpkin your horses will be mice your coachman a rat and your footmen lizards and you will once again be clad in rags cinderella promising to return before midnight drove away in the finest of spirits The moment she appeared in the dancing hall all eyes turned towards her. Such a beautiful princess had never been seen in the king's palace before. The prince was charmed with her and danced with her whenever she would let him. Cinderella graciously sat down beside her sisters and talked with them. They were very proud to receive attention from the beautiful stranger, for they never dreamed who she really was. When the clock struck a quarter of twelve, Cinderella went to the king and queen and bade them good-night. The queen made her promise to attend the ball the next night. Then the prince led her down the steps to her coach, and her coachman drove off. When she reached home she found her fairy godmother waiting for her. One touch of the wand made her a cinder-maid again, and when her sisters returned she questioned them about the ball oh we had a delightful time there was a beautiful princess there and the prince danced with her all the evening said one of the sisters tell me how the princess looked begged cinderella all i can say said the second sister is that she is the most beautiful princess i have ever seen the next night the sisters again went to the court ball after they had gone the fairy godmother came as before and prepared cinderella for the ball don't forget she cautioned as the coach drove away that you must return at twelve o'clock this night cinderella was dressed much more handsomely than on the night before she wore the same small glass slippers however when she arrived the prince was all attention and he did not leave her side the whole evening but danced and talked with her until the other ladies were quite envious cinderella was so charmed with the attentions of the prince that she did not hear the clock strike half-past eleven then the clock struck a quarter of twelve but still cinderella sat by the prince when the great clock struck the first stroke of twelve cinderella sprang up in fright she did not stop to bid the king and queen good-night but hastened from the room and down the stairs so swiftly that the prince could not follow her in her haste she dropped one of the glass slippers which the prince picked up just as the last stroke of twelve died away cinderella reached her coach but at that moment the coach disappeared and in its place a battered pumpkin lay on the street the prince could not find his lovely princess when he reached the porch he saw six mice and a large rat scampering away and six lizards crawling on the ground he also saw a ragged maiden running down the street but his beautiful princess was not in sight when the sisters returned from the ball cinderella asked them if the beautiful princess had attended the ball that night yes they said she came but left so quickly that she dropped one of her glass slippers the prince is going to send a messenger to find the lady who can wear the slipper and who possesses the mate to it he vows he will marry the lady when he finds her the next day the messenger started out on his errand but his quest was in vain so the prince started out to try and finally he reached cinderella's home each of the twin sisters tried with all of their might to put on the tiny glass slipper but their efforts were of no avail may i try asked cinderella timidly the sisters laughed loudly at this request but the prince said certainly you may i am determined to allow every lady to try on this slipper all were surprised to see how neatly the little slipper fitted cinderella but they were still more surprised when she put her hand in her pocket and drew out its mate. Now, the fairy godmother had been standing by unseen all this time, and as Cinderella drew out the mate to the glass slipper, she touched her with her wand, and she was dressed as on the last night of the ball. The sisters were very much grieved to think how shamefully they had treated her, and begged her to forgive them. The prince bowed to her and took her away to be his wife, and Cinderella and the prince lived happily ever after. Cinderella What Happened Then Now, in the course of time, after the prince and Cinderella were married, a little girl was born to them. She was a beautiful baby, and Cinderella felt sure that there was never such a wonderful little princess in all kingdoms of the world. But despite this fact, she realized that the child needed the rare gifts which the good fairies bestow in order that she might grow into the perfect woman her mother so much desired her to be so when the little princess who was six years old the prince and cinderella who were now the king and queen of the country gave her a wonderful birthday party as the princess's birthday came in april when all the world was putting on a fresh coat of green they decided to have the party out in the palace park there were many many guests invited and among them were six good fairies cinderella knew that these fairies would bestow on her little daughter wonderful gifts which would add to her charms and to her already amiable disposition how beautiful the palace park looked that day the trunks of all the trees were wreathed in roses the grass looked like a soft velvet carpet and all the people assembled were happy and light-hearted when almost all the guests were assembled they were surprised by a bright light which flashed over the palace they looked to see what caused it and when they turned back the five fairies had taken their places no one heard them come no one saw them approach but there they were bending over the little princess who sat under a bower of roses. "'We have come to bestow our gifts upon this lovely princess,' announced the first fairy. "'But there are only five of you,' said Cinderella. "'I invited six. Where is the other fairy?' Then the five fairies looked sad. "'This is not a happy day for us,' they said, "'for one of our number has forsaken our band.' we are no longer six fairies my good queen for the fairest of our number has refused to consent to the kind and gracious laws which govern us and has chosen the paths of evil we know not why but she delights now to undo all that we do but she has only the power of one and we are five so be not alarmed THEN TO THE STRAINS OF THE MOST BEAUTIFUL MUSIC, THE FIVE FAIRIES CHANTED OUT THE GIFTS WHICH THEY BESTOWED UPON THE LITTLE PRINCESS. ONE GAVE HER A SWEET SMILE, A SMILE WHICH WORKED WONDERS WHEREVER SHE WENT. ONE GAVE WONDERFUL SKILL TO HER FINGERS, SO THAT WHATEVER HER HANDS WROUGHT WAS DONE IN A WONDERFUL FASHION. ANOTHER GAVE HER GRACE, WHICH CAUSED EVEN HER LIGHTEST STEP TO BE ADMIRED. The fourth fairy touched her tongue and gave her the power of the right word at the right time. The fifth sprinkled the dust of humility over her so that all these wonderful gifts would not make her proud. Just as the fifth fairy bestowed her gift, a large toad jumped out from behind the rose bower under which the little princess was sitting and sprang right into the child's lap. The five good fairies turned pale, for they recognized at once the fairy who had been associated with them so long. It is true that she had changed her form, but they knew her nevertheless. The toad lifted a front paw and wagged it maliciously at Cinderella. You thought you could leave me out and still have all you desired for this child, but you thought wrong even though i am no longer a member of the fairy band i still have power the little princess shall keep all these marvellous gifts but she shall come to grief by the thing you prize most then the toad disappeared and no one saw which way it went the fairies smiled bravely as they sang a farewell chant the queen was greatly troubled and I am sure that you need not be told that this ended the birthday party. For many days the queen seemed unable to regain her usual spirits, but as the weeks passed, and the little princess grew more beautiful and more lovable each day, Cinderella soon ceased to worry. The queen could not imagine of what the fairy had spoken when she said, The little princess shall come to grief by the thing you prize the most but when a year had passed and no results of the sixth fairy's gift had been felt she dismissed the matter from her mind four years passed away and the little princess had seen her tenth birthday when one day during one of the happy hours which cinderella and her little daughter often spent together the child demanded as children will tell me a story mother tell me about when you were a young girl so cinderella told the story of the little cinder maid and how the fairy godmother had worked such wonders in her life mother cried the little princess when the story was ended let me see the beautiful glass slippers so cinderella took one of the slippers from the satin box in which it lay and gave it to the little princess but no sooner had the child touched the slipper than it flew into a thousand splinters the glass flew this way and that way, whirling around like spray from a great wave. Then they settled to the floor—that is, all the glass splinters settled to the floor except one—and that flew into the little princess's ear. "'Oh, my glass-slipper, the thing I prize so much!' cried the mother. At the sound of these words the little princess began to cry it was the first time anyone had heard her cry since her sixth birthday the mother looked at the child in wonder then suddenly she realized what had happened at last the wicked fairy's prophecy had come true the little princess had come to grief by the thing that her mother prized most a tiny piece of the glass from the slipper had entered the ear of the princess and hereafter all the sounds the child heard would have a different meaning to her when her mother cried oh my glass slipper the thing i prize so much the small piece of glass in the child's ear gave the words a harsh sound of rebuke and so it would be from now on everything she heard would be changed to evil The songs of birds were now harsh notes to the princess. Kind words sounded cruel, sweet sounds were grating. She might see the beautiful, but she could hear nothing sweet and lovely because of the little splinter of glass in her ear. How sad the palace was now! No merry laughter of the little princess could be heard, for the things she heard made her sad. Gradually her eyes lost their sparkle, and her voice its happy tone, and she was so little like her former self that everyone called her the Princess of Tears. So the years passed on until the Princess of Tears was eighteen. Now that the voices of people jarred upon her, she walked a great deal in the woods. One day, while walking in the forest back of the palace, she saw a lizard which had been caught in a snare the lizard was struggling to be free and when the princess saw it she felt a great sympathy for the little creature so taking the slippery offensive lizard in her hand she loosened the snare and set it free as soon as it was set free it disappeared and in its place stood a beautiful fairy thank you little princess of tears the fairy said you have done something that many many other people have refused to do I have been in this snare for two days, and during that time many people have passed, but all the others refused to touch me. My imprisonment has taught me that there is no pleasure in wickedness, and I determined if I ever got free to cease my rebellion and go back to the fairy band and submit to their kind and gracious laws. I changed myself into a lizard in order that I might the more readily harm someone but your kindness has set me free, and now I shall take away from you my wicked gift. Then, leaning towards the little princess, the fairy touched her ear with her wand and out dropped the glass splinter. Then the princess laughed as she had never laughed for years. Oh, hear the birds singing, she cried. Hear the breeze among the boughs of the trees. I am so very happy. Then the princess, who was no longer the princess of tears, but the princess of sunshine, hastened home to tell her mother the good news, and the sixth fairy hastened on to Fairyland to join her companions, and to submit to the kind and gracious laws of Fairyland. End of Cinderella End of What Happened Then Stories by Ruth O. Dyer